In this episode, I'll be talking about all the pre-launch and launch strategies that I implemented inside of the Ultimate Gram Academy, my recently launched signature program that teaches business owners how to use Instagram to achieve consistent sales in their business, right? So if you're someone who has been thinking about launching a product or maybe you've launched a product already and it didn't go as planned and you want to figure out some pre-launch and launch strategies, then stay tuned. This is the episode for you. Do you ever feel like it's too overwhelming at times? Taking care of your body, nourishing your mind, developing yourself, finding your passion in life, monetizing it, and still making time to market yourself on social media? Oh, and let's not forget all of the unplanned events that life throws your way. Hello there. My name is Leon and I am the host of the Content Magnet Podcast, a podcast to help you beat overwhelm and focus on being a magnet to attract the life and business that you want in the simplest and most practical way ever. Hello there beautiful soul, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Leon. I am a content writer and an Instagram strategist that helps small business owners create intentional and profitable content. I am also the host of this wonderful podcast, the Content Magnet Podcast. A huge welcome to episode 23 of the podcast. At the time in which I'm recording this, it is a Monday night. It is about 20 minutes to midnight. And for some reason, I just can't sleep. So I said, why not just record this episode, right? About three hours ago, I completed the first live training for the Ultimate Gram Academy, which is my signature program that teaches business owners how to leverage their online content so that they achieve consistent online sales in their business right so this program was launched before in may end of april may right but this time i more or less revamped everything about it so i revamped the modules i revamped the marketing messages and i relaunched it in september of 2020 right and in this episode you'll find out about all the behind the scenes of that launch particularly what went well and what didn't really go so well <laughs> right i'm talking about pre-launch strategies course branding my energy during the launch launch planning launch goals pretty much all of it and of course there'll be so many strategies included so that if you're someone who wants to launch a course or is about to launch a course or a program pretty soon then stay till the end this is the episode for you right let's dive right into it so let's start with what worked well so one thing that worked super super well for this launch is the planning and organization of it like I am a planning nerd and I think I went above and beyond with this course <laughs> um, and with this launch. So I started planning for the course um, at the beginning of August, right? So I launched it at the end of September 
and I started to plan for it. Yeah, I would say the end of July, beginning of August, right? I did a 45-day pre-launch, in essence. Like, I didn't really time it, but I would say around 40, 45 days, right? Unlike my first course launch, I where in my first course, course launch, I more or less created and launched everything hurriedly in 14 days. I will not recommend this strategy to not do, <laughs> you know, uh, and you can check out episode seven and eight if you want to see like how far I came, right? And for this course, the Ultimate Glam Academy, I pretty much took my time with it. Right, I took my time. Like, you know, when people say God took their time with a particular human being because they were so gorgeous, that was the ultimate glam academy. You know, I really started by clarifying the messaging of the course, you know, determining who it was for, what was the problem I was trying to solve, and what was the big promise that I wanted each student to achieve. And immediately I knew, like I knew that my big promise was to help my students have all the know-how and systems in place to achieve consistencies in their business, you know. Um, I started to map out the sales page copy, which was actually done in a short short video format. So it wasn't the extremely long sales page format. It was a short sales page. And I did the emails and I then I did the um, Instagram posts, right? So a tool that really helped me during this launch, which I did not have for my previous launches, none of my previous launches of my courses, my digital products, nothing. The tool that I used in this launch that made a huge, huge difference was Asana. That's A-S-A-N-E. And there are a million project management tools, but I use Asana. I think it's easy to use. I'm all for easy tools and simplicity in my life. So... I use Asana and Asana helped me plan each week of my launch. So including, of course, the pre-launch process. So in Asana, there's something called boards, which are really categories for your task, right? So you can create a big project. So let's say I created a big project called the Ultimate Glam Academy, which I did. I then was able to break it down based on categories or the boards more or less. And in each board, I could more or less give it a title. So I would have like week one and then I'll have whatever. Week two and then I'll have whatever. Week three and then I'll have whatever, you know. And in each category, I then broke it up even further into the emails I will post for each week, the Instagram posts that will go out each week, the Instagram story topics that I'll touch on for each week, and of course the back-end week. And I also had like outreach as well, who I would reach out to, whether it's potential people, etc. And then I had the back-end week, right? So, my planning and organization was something that I did super, super well. I'm not saying that it was 100% plan to T, but I'm saying that even though there was discretion with the planning, I felt like I was in control. And that was one of the emotions that I wanted to feel for this launch, organization. And I definitely prioritized organization. I didn't want to feel overwhelmed because unlike the first time I was launching the course, I have a much higher clientele now, so I have a lot more like one-on-one clients. I'm still doing a lot of one-on-one client work. You know, I am in the process of growing a team, which I will speak about later, maybe in another podcast episode once everything is finalized, you know. So there's a lot of things that I was doing on the back end that I knew that launching this program, I could not have allowed that to take over my life, so well, my business life. So that was something that I did and that I think really 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 did 
really came out really well this time was the planning and the organization. Another thing that I think worked really well when I was launching this course was my pre-launch strategy. So I utilized our new pre-launch. When I say new, I mean new to me, not like it's new to the launching world, but new to me, which was masterclasses, right? I've never done masterclasses before. So I did two <laughs> and we'll get into that in a bit. But it's funny because when I launched the course the first time, <laughs> I had zero pre-launch strategy. Like literally when I looked back at my previous post, I was like, what the hell was I doing? Right. Uh, I pretty much just went ahead and announced it about two days before I was launching it that, hey, I'm launching a course. Right. And the only strategy that I remember implementing back then was that I allowed the first student to sign up to get the entire course 100% free. And that actually turned out really, really good because I got most of my signups. I I got most of my signups um, that day. So on the first day of the course, I got most of my students. But for some reason, I did not use that strategy this time. But note to self that um, if a strategy works, you probably should use it again. But I think like where I am right now in my business, I am experimenting a lot. I'm trying new things. So I did not use it this time, but I probably would when I relaunch this course again, you know. Um, what I did use is the masterclass strategy and I had about 80 business owners, which is a lot, 80 business owners signing up for my pre-masterclass, right, on caption writing. And then I automatically used that sign-up list to form the waiting list for my course. Then two weeks before the actual launch of the course, I had another masterclass, right? Sharing the VFCC formula. That, that was more or less the formula used in my course, right? And I had, I think, about 40-something business owners signed up. Or it could be around 60-something. I really can't remember offhand, right? But I used these masterclasses to attract leads and also to position myself as an authority before I launched the course, which is so important when you're launching a program or a course so that more or less you need to be viewed as an authority by others, right? Because no one buys some people that they don't view as an authority or as being a few steps ahead of them, right? So it's really kind of coming out of that friend zone and waking up your audience and letting them know that, oh, I have something that you can benefit from, right? On top of that, my Instagram posts were, they were extremely targeted. Like, I'm so proud of myself. They were providing value. They were providing inspiration. They were identifying awareness around my, the problems of my ideal customers, right? So, um, in my course, my big promise was to achieve consistent online sales. So, a big problem that my ID students have was that they were not achieving consistent sales in their business, right? So I did a post on what inconsistent sales looks like and that post got so much engagement with persons saying, oh my gosh, this is so me, oh my gosh, yes, you know, and that's what you want your content to do. You want your content to raise awareness. You want your content to more or less let your ID customers know that they are the ones who you are referring to. You want your ID customers to say, oh my gosh, that is so me, right? Um, 
on top of that, my Instagram stories, I was doing mini trainings in my Instagram stories. Again, I was doing about two to three per week. Some weeks I was doing four, but I think the average was about three per week. And when I say week, I mean Monday to Friday because I really did not include weekends in my launch strategy. Like I, the most I would have done on weekends was kind of repost the content on my feed, but I tend to, on average, leave um, social media but I tend to not create new social media content on a weekend, right? And that's just my thing. Um, you can, based on your industry, you could opt to do different. That is totally okay, right? So I was doing um, Instagram stories about three times per week to kind of position myself as an authority again. And um, I even went a step up beyond and I actually conducted market research. I conducted market research asking my email list and even people in my DMs about what they wanted to hear from me, which was so brilliant because I ended up getting so much responses that I actually created an Asana project called Mini Training Topics. And all the topics that I got from the market research form right i just created it as separate tasks so that whenever i want to do mini trainings i can look at that and i can just do it on my stories but in essence i looked at the entire training um the entire pain points and problems that my id customers were facing based on the market research form what are some things that they wanted to hear from me and i actually implemented that in my instagram stories mini training so if someone said they wanted more visibility they want to learn about how to be seen by the ideal customer. I did a mini training on five ways to become more visible in front of your ideal customer. If someone said they want to figure out how to be present on social media without being physically present, I did a mini training on how to be present without being present, you know? So they pretty much inspired and fueled my mini training topics because it is kind of shifting the focus, not on what I want to, to share with them, but what they want to hear from me. Because during your pre-launch is when you would have the most attention from your audience because you addition value, you addition information. So you want to make sure that what you consider valuable, your audience also considers valuable. And you are sharing that, you know, in very bite-sized pieces so you're not overwhelming them. And Instagram stories are a great place for that. Yeah. Okay, allow me to interrupt my own podcast episode to let you know that if you are a business owner who has been thinking about launching a program or a course for months, but you don't know where to start, or maybe you launched it already and it kind of flopped, you didn't get any traction, you didn't get any um, clients or students or anything, right? Then guess what? This is a service that I actually provide um, where I more or less map out your entire launch strategy. I write copy for your sales page your emails your social media posts and more or less i become your biggest launch cheerleader during your launch before your launch and after your launch so that you can just focus on doing what you love aka serving your clients showing up on stories with high energy right um just go to the content magnet forward slash launch for more details all right so let's continue with episode 23 so the next thing that went really, really well for the launch of the Ultimate Gram Academy is the course curriculum. So this is me speaking very prematurely because as I mentioned earlier, I just completed the first live training for, for the program, right? So 
more or less i changed a lot of the course curriculum so much so that my past students from the first time i launched this course two of my past students rejoined again because when they saw what i was offering again they were like oh my gosh i need this and i think this course this program that i did was a huge upgrade from my first one not to discount the first one and the value in the first one but the first one was focused mainly on creating content for your instagram which isn't bad because a lot of people they want to learn how to create content for their instagram right but i felt like I felt like it was okay for a first try, but for this time around, I really wanted to figure out what my ID student would want and what would be some of the pain points that they would want. And I realized it's not just about creating content. Anyone can create content. It was more about getting consistent sales, you know, using Instagram or whatever platform they prefer, you know. So this course curriculum was more focused on the return on investment or the conversions right so much so i added two completely new modules right and in those new modules it was all about conversions specifically the follower to purchaser roadmap right um where i will be teaching them how to take our mindless follower and convert them into a purchaser and then there's the copywriting and sales mastery so if you don't know what is copywriting it's more or less using words in a way to encourage your audience to take action so you'd see a lot of copywriting principles in sales pages and emails etc right and sales mastery that's pretty self-explanatory but it's more or less how to handle or how to close sales right whether that's sales in the dm sales via sales calls etc so again this is me speaking super prematurely at the point in which i'm recording this but my curriculum i feel like the curriculum that i did because it focused on solution and conversions and transformation i felt like it is exactly what my ideal student needs right so here's a tip or a piece of advice if you are creating a course always ensure that the return on investment is high so people could actually see the transformation so that they can get the results that they want and they will be excited to share the experience during the program and also with others via testimonials and those are the same testimonials that you could use when you are relaunching the course a second time and a third time and a fourth time and a fifth time yeah so definitely make sure that the course curriculum is something that is not just information 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 which i felt like my first course was was just information me talking 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 but it's more now it's more streamlined it's more focused it's more transformation you know so yeah, I think I did a really great job with revamping the entire course curriculum. The next thing that went really, really well is my energy. So if you've listened to episode seven and eight of my podcast, you would see that my episode during my first launch was totally blah. Like it was like not fun at all. You know, I woke up that day, I was drained. I didn't even want to comb my hair. Like I just dragged out of my bed. I think it was 11 a.m., which is pretty late for me because I am a morning. I'm a morning worker, not a morning person. I'm not a morning people person, so I don't like to talk to persons during the morning period. But I love to do work during the morning period, right? So me waking up my bed at 11 a.m. is not a regular thing for me. 
right? I opened my laptop and I had to force excitement to launch there to open up my email service provider, MailChimp. I had to manually send out the email. And then when I just launched it and I sent it out, then students signed up and I had to manually send the welcome emails. I had to manually add them into the course program, you know, and I ended up feeling so drained that day. I did absolutely nothing for the rest of the day. And this time around, my energy was next level. I woke up with excitement. I didn't, I even did a little dance, that African song on my Instagram stories, Jerusalem. And I welcomed a few of my new students, you know. And I think several factors contributed to this entire energy switch or energy transition or whatever you want to call it. And now looking back, I know for sure that one thing that really contributed to that was that everything was planted tea. Like my launch date, I knew exactly what was supposed to go out. Everything was automated, right? So there was no manual nada. My posts were automated. My emails were automated, you know. Um, my onboarding process was automated. Um, so when persons paid via my website, it synced with my email service provider in MailChimp. And then they were tagged and then they, this, they were sent out a welcome email. And then once the welcome email was sent out, then they were tagged again as a, a student of UGA. And of course, all of this is what I would be doing for you inside of my one-on-one -on -one launching service. So if you want to know how to kind of automate all of that so that you can just wake up on launch day and be so happy, like, oh my gosh, I love technology, then definitely go to thecontentmagnet.com forward slash launch, right? And it's so crazy that I did all of this manually the first time I launched my course. And I just want to say huge shout out to technology because it's saving time and it's changing lives, right? And all the links to my sales. Now, this was a big one. Every time someone would have asked me a question or a link or whatever, I would have had to search for it, right? What I did in Asana this time around is I actually had a category called links, and I had links to my sales page, links to the masterclasses, links to payment plans, links to whatever it was relating to the course. I'm so tired of always looking for links that I was just able to go to the board, copy and paste it into the DMs, right? I even had like quick replies on Instagram for some things, but not all, right? And that saved a lot of time because when persons were DMing me, I didn't have to feel so scattered like, you know. Oh gosh, where to go for this? Let me go online and search for this, you know? So I had everything in one place, which really saved a lot of time and really preserved my energy, right? Another thing that really contributed to my high energy during the launch was the self-care mechanism that I would have implemented. So for instance, if you're following me on Instagram, you would have seen that your girl got a new hairstyle. I braided my hair for the first time in like over, I think like 18 months, right? And that was such an ease for me because I literally could have just woke up, taken a shower and feel pulled together, you know, like, thank God I don't wear much makeup. Thank God I, you know, I'm not like super like high maintenance or whatever. So it was literally me going to the shower. Maybe I'll do my brows just for the sake of, you know, looking put together and my hair could be down and looking fabulous. My hair could be up and it's looking fabulous. Like literally, I would usually spend like 20, 25 minutes combing my hair. Now I, I literally spent like two, three minutes, you know, pulling it in a one or leaving it down or whatever. You know, and that was a sort of lifesaver for me. I think it's really the little things that we tend to underestimate during a launch. But those little things mean everything. And 
what I also started to do is um, binge a new series. So I, I'm a fan of Netflix. So if you're like Netflix, it's like a time waster and you need to be grinding and you need to be learning, then we're probably not on the same wavelength because I believe in play with a bit of fun, like, you know, fun and work, fun and work. And Netflix is a really cool, like, de-stressor for me because my brain is tend to work 24-7. So I started binging a new series. For those who are Netflix fans, um, I binged Good Girl, which was so hilarious. It ends so crappy, but it was a really good show. And it kind of motivated me to finish working like 5, 6 p.m. every day so that I can take a shower, relax, cover up, and binge some Netflix, you know? <laughs> And what I also did too is actually stay connected with a lot of friends. So I even went out during my launch, you know, as much as we could because at the time in which I'm launching, COVID-19 is still a thing, you know. Um, I'm in 2020, so COVID-19 has taken over and there, there isn't much that you can do, but there's still much that you can do. So it was even like me going for like walks in the park with friends, like those little things, I felt helped a lot during my launch. And I just want to say that there were four emotions. So I would say this was a goal of mine during the launch was to feel those four emotions. And they were high energy, organized, at ease, relaxed. High energy, organized, at ease, and relaxed. And those four emotions are exactly like how I, I felt. And I didn't know this. I didn't know this at the time in which I was doing the launch like a month ago. But I learned this recently is that I am a non-specific manifester. So if you're into mindset and those things, let me just explain what that is. What that means is that I'm not someone who is likely to manifest an exact figure or an exact number of students. I am someone who would manifest a feeling. You know how I want to feel like secure, like at, at ease, relaxed and whatnot. So me kind of channeling those feelings that was exactly what I was able to embody during my lunch, you know. So, kind of figure out. I know everyone is so stuck on how many students did you sign up on, how many um money did you make. But next thing, your superpower isn't manifesting or isn't calling into existence um a particular figure. Next thing, your superpower is calling into existence an emotion like me <laughs> right so i think um on top of that i was still able to show up for my one-on-one -on -one clients and support them while i execute this launch so I, that was a huge win for me because the first time i launched of course i had to pause my one-on-one -on -one work <laughs> now looking back that was so silly i had to pause my one-on-one -on -one work um this time i was able to continue my one-on-one -on -one work while launching the course right so i'll take a quick break from the podcast to remind you to screenshot this podcast tag me on instagram at the content magnet or just scroll all the way to the bottom and leave a comment below that would mean so much it really help with promoting the podcast as well let me know what you think let me know if you had any takeaways from this episode right and let's continue with episode 23 another thing that went really well is my course of branding and i'll try to speed up from now because i feel like we're spending a lot of time <laughs> right and i don't want this to be a super super long episode so the next thing was my course branding and i feel like this was a huge win for me because 
as I started to work on the behind the scenes of relaunching this course, I knew I had to up the branding, like no ifs, no buts. And starting with the name, and as a content writer, as a copywriter, I know that names have a huge part to play in how persons feel when they buy something. And I wanted people to sign up to feel super prestigious. I wanted them to feel super optimistic for the future. I wanted them to feel like they made a really, really great investment even before the program started. So there was a bit of a one-week delay from when the doors closed to the welcome party, right? And I wanted even during the delay for people to still be optimistic and say, oh my gosh, yes, this program is going to be a life changer you know so i actually changed the name it was transform your instagram which is what it was before to the ultimate gram academy and my instagram community actually voted on this name which made it even so much more magical and having your audience decide on the name for you and going forward with it is something that you should definitely do as well so that they feel part of your process you know and i love that name and i love its abbreviation uga Right, because it, it gave me like a kind of Beyonce vibe, like a Beyonce. I can't remember the name of the college that she went. Beyonce fans don't come for me, but I can't remember the name of the the college with the jacket that she had. But it gave me that kind of prestigious vibe, just saying UGA, UGA. So I also upped the graphics uh, that I used when I was promoting it, the sales page, um, which I actually had a mini video on it. Um, everything more or less relating to the course was high quality and of course when a student signed up they automatically got a welcome email they got a template to share to their instagram story which i would so recommend so if you have any program course ebook whatever you're selling if in that welcome email you can give them like a template to download and share to your story so that they feel part of like a community and a tribe definitely do that you know and if you can invest in a bit of high quality branding whether that's templates and those things for the purposes of promoting your course that would be so that would make a, a difference because it would ease up a lot of the work on your end and it will just have a nice consistent vibe i also tweak the coloring a bit so if you would notice and if you follow me i usually use a super bright yellow i dimmed down the yellow well not really dimmed down but watered it down a bit to a lighter shade and then i used a new color which is a darker brown which i absolutely love the darker brown with the watered down yellow so it's not too far from my usual template but it's a slight difference so that when you see me using those dark brown and light watered down yellow you would know it is uga time you know so kind of up in your branding in a sense your audience knows that when it's a, when you're promoting this course or this program these are the colors that I would use. These are the templates that I would use. These are the fonts that I would use. Letting your audience know that is so magical, right? Another thing that worked really, really, really well is the pricing. So for the first time that I launched the program, it was 99 US, which at that time felt super right to me. COVID had now hit. So it was, I think, me. COVID had now hit and a lot of people were suffering. A lot of people were losing jobs. There were a lot of uncertainty because we've never been faced with a pandemic before. You know, everybody was saying the word, it is unprecedented times, you know, and we're still living through it. And at that time, I, it, that price felt right to me in my core, you know. Um, but as I grew my business and as I grew my brand, as I started to learn and I started to work on relaunching the program, I knew that the program would have a much higher return on investment because I knew that people who signed up, for the program was going to have all the foundations in place to level up and make an impact in the industry. 
you know and i knew it this is why i knew it and you have to know it in your heart like you have to believe in your offer in your heart and i knew it because what i was teaching them was exactly what worked for me and things that would have resulted in me achieving consistent sales sooner it was me living through the experience of not getting consistent sales when i started and like recently getting consistency like month after month after month sales coming in without fail you know even without me getting new clients me still getting consistent sales and this time that i was launching it wasn't from a place of desperation like the first time the first time i felt like it was a place of this desperation because it was like a lot was happening at that time in which i was launching um maybe it was a distraction from some of the personal issues that i was experiencing my sales was at like an all-time low. I went like two months without any sales. You know, and I spoke about all of this while I was relaunching it a second time, right? So it was re- me relaunching it from a place of desperation as in, hey, I need money. Hey, I need people to buy, you know? And this time it was me relaunching it for, as a matter of, from a place of experience as in, oh, I went through this and this is what I've implemented. These are the money-making activities that I implemented and this is what I'm sharing with you. And because I'm sharing it with you, because I am really great at breaking things down and making things super simple and also allowing you to take action, because I'm super good at those things, you will receive a transformation once you are committed to the program, you know? And yeah, so it was very easy for me to literally triple my prices. So I raised it from 99 US to 297 US. That was the regular enrollment, but I did have an early enrollment period of 197 us and let me tell you i am so happy that i did that and here's why my first batch of students for my 99 us course they were amazing they were great students but some did fall off the wagon some fell off along the way some didn't complete the course some didn't even show up for the live session some persons i more or less felt like i was running down some persons to attend and this time around all of my students are responsive all right um for the two live trainings that we had so we had like the welcome party which was more of a like mindset coaching and then we had the first live training all of my students showed up they were 100 percent in attendance they were committed to doing the work you know um from the time in which they enrolled they were responsive so they were more or less reaching out to me asking me hey just to confirm when is the first date etc you know so it was a difference in energy and a vibe and i think there's power in transactions and there's power in making a commitment and because they made an investment they spend that money they made an investment in something that they made an investment in something they already perceive it as valuable due to the price and imagine now that the work has started they got a piece of it right and they do the exercises and they do the transformation that the course promised imagine what that would look like to them so for them they already are receiving a transformation just because they invested in in something you know of that value and when they actually do the work and do the transformation and all these different things it will literally be out of the park testimonials which is exactly what you want when you're launching a course or a program right so i felt like the pricing really did a really really good job at attracting ideal students into the program like i couldn't have been more pleased with the quality of students that enrolled um in the ultimate Glam academy like i'm so so proud of that okay so let's go into what didn't work so well like it wasn't a perfect launch no launch is a perfect launch and i feel like Every launch is a lesson. So let's go into what didn't work so well. 
The first thing that didn't go so, look so well was my early enrollment period. So I actually had a private one week early enrollment period before I launched the program publicly, aka on Instagram and social media. So during that period, um, I only only one student enrolled, right? And I think the reason for this is that I assumed that everyone who signed up for my free caption writing masterclass would be interested in the Ultimate Gram Academy, which was not the case, or was even suited for the Ultimate Gram Academy, which was not the case, right? The caption writing masterclass was very generic to any business owner, right? And I felt like the second masterclass, which was the one that spoke about my formula, that is what I should have launched previously, and that is what I should have used to allow for the early enrollment, right? So, um... What I should have done as well, looking back, is allow the students, even in the Caption Writing Masterclass, those who were pumped about it, because I did introduce the offer in the Caption Writing Masterclass, those who were pumped about it, let them have a button to actually access a limited time offer for two days or three days or even 60 minutes and let them take action immediately. For those who had like the adrenaline pumping and they were ready to, to do something more and invest, you know? Um... And for those who didn't invest or enroll at that time, I should have tagged them, have them in a sequence and actually send out like a couple emails to them leading up to the limited time offer, you know, and not have them on the wait list. What I should do and maybe something that I would do next time is actually promote the course wait list on my Instagram story. So I never promoted the early enrollment. I wanted it to be like a secret early enrollment, but I guess that worked against me. But I should have promoted the early enrollment in my Instagram stories and my, my social media posts, you know? Um, like literally come on stories and say, hey, the wait list for my signature course where you learn A, B, and C and save 100 US and get all these fast action bonuses. Um, they... Yeah, you, it's available or it's open so you can sign up for the wait list. Like I should have done something like that looking back. And I guess you can learn from my like um, things that didn't go too well for my launch. So that if you are in the process of launching something, you would learn like what to do and what not to do. And I think for a wait list, I should never ever presume that people want to be in a wait list. And I should always ask permission and give persons the ability to opt in to a wait list instead of automatically using the sign up so one thing to form the wait list for another thing so yeah i hope you you took a note of that and you learned from my mistake right um another thing that didn't go too well was my targeted student sign up so again i'm not a specific ma manifesto which i didn't know at the time so i said i wanted 16 students to sign up which was kind of like it was a stretch but not too much of a stretch goal it was a stretch goal for me Right, considering that I have a fairly small audience, which I love, I love my intimate small audience, but I still went for it. And in reality, what I had was nine amazing business owners join the program, which is super funny because the last time that I enrolled, I had eight persons in the program, but only about four to five persons who actually showed up for the live trainings, completed it, and even went on to provide testimonials. Right, so despite all the things that did not went well. I, despite all the things that really went well, I still didn't meet my student target. And you know what? I still feel super good regardless because I still surpassed my, like there was an improvement from my course sales from the first time to the second time because my prices tripled. 
and really it's not really like about the money and those things for me because i'm in it for the long game like i don't plan on giving up on this business anytime soon i'm in it for the long haul so i'm looking at it like wow leon you gained nine new clients in one month and that is record breaking for me and my business i've never gained nine new clients in one month before you know and most of what i'm saying nine business owners trusted me enough to pay for my advice to pay for my methods to pay for my strategy to commit their time to my program and to give me an opportunity to share my expertise to teach to, to you know all around instagram marketing copywriting etc and what i think is really like really amazing as well that i really want to share with you like when i checked back most of my students like i would say about eight out of the nine were either past students or clients right um persons who booked a consult with me they were interested in the one-on-one service but for some reason they didn't end up becoming one-on-one clients which i think is so eye-opening because it kind of showed me that um it's not me it's not you it's not me it's not the client or the potential client but sometimes it is the offer that is being presented so you can provide an outcome in different ways so i have my one-on-one instagram marketing service right where i do done for you content strategy so i create the content the strategy the captions everything more or less done for you right and obviously that is a higher price point but that is me literally doing the work you know trading time for money but then there's my course and in my course um, you would get that same result because I would be sharing the strategy and even more than my one-on-one because the one-on-ones would be more specific to the particular client. So I wouldn't like just share everything from the top of my head. But for the course, it's more vague. It's more vague to take into account different businesses, different structures, different people, etc. You know, so it's like maybe kind of looking back at the type of people that you want to have in your one-on-one service and saying maybe those type of people would be best suited for a group program. Maybe those type of people would be best suited for a membership. Maybe I can have monthly coaching calls instead of doing this type of service with this person and kind of analyzing each potential client, like analyzing their lifestyle to determine what service that you provide would be best suited for them. And I feel like that's a huge eye-opener for me. I feel like um, it. this made me take a really hard look at my offers, which I never did. And it made me do a bit of streamlining around my services to cater more for group programs like this. So I'm not going to let all the cat out of the bag, but just know 2021 would involve a lot more group programs and a little less one-on-ones. <laughs> which I am so excited about. And it also, like, just to go back to the energy point, it made me realize that I think I reached my quota with one-on-one clients and that group programs actually light me up a lot more. So kind of figuring out what light me up as a business owner and doing more of that. Okay, so we're coming to an end. And of course, I can't leave without letting you know what lessons I've learned. So here it is. Continuously nurture your community. Warm leads will buy with the right offer. As you've seen <laughs> or you've heard, listen to your energy. Like after my first course experience, I knew I never knew that launching a course would could be so organized at ease, high energy and relaxing, you know. And I thoroughly enjoyed the process. Like I enjoyed mapping it out from beginning to end and executing. And I will be doing it again and again and again and again. <laughs> 
and of course I will brief you along the way. Um, don't judge who will buy and not buy. And I think that especially during our launch, we feel like the persons who would be engaging with us the most on our post would be the ones who would buy, or we feel like those who are in the DMs would be the ones who would buy. And all I say is that I had a lot of interested persons who were asking a lot of questions in DMs and I was convinced, okay, I can have this as one person who would buy for sure. You know, they're interested. Um, this program is perfect for them. They sign up for all the free stuff, you know, and they didn't buy at the end. And then I had persons who were never in my DMs or they were in my DM one, probably asked one question and then they made a decision and they bought. So don't judge, like you really cannot judge what is going on in people's lives. So don't judge and be like, this person is going to buy, this person is not going to buy because everyone is kind of dealing with everything and sometimes it's just not the right time for them to buy and that is okay, right? The next is to set really high goals for yourself. Now, when I was planning this, my first reaction was to set a goal of about 10 people. And, you know, I said, based on my audience, 10 would be a good amount and whatnot. And that was my initial reaction to do what is reasonable and do what is safe. And I'm so glad that I didn't. I'm so glad that I raised the bar. And I think that when you set a high goal, it really pushes you even further than anticipated. It pushes you to say, you know what? This is possible. You know what? And even like coming down to the end, it's like, you're like five people could still sign up in one day, six people. Could, and that was literally me, you know? And yes, those will be my main lessons that I've learned from launching this program. And I'd say that firstly, launching a course or a program should be a goal for every single business owner, no matter your industry, no matter what you are providing product based or service based you should get any habit of launching and it don't have to be a public launch like what i do on instagram stories and emails and those things there are passive ways of launching too it's really based on your energy and what works well for you right um with every launch that i do it increases my brand awareness it allows for a cash injection in my business and it more or less wakes up and shakes up my audience so that they are reminded of my offers and they're reminded that i'm not, not just a cute face smiling on Instagram stories, I am a business owner, I have offers that, and I'm here to serve you, you know, I'm here to make an impact in your life, and it positions me as an authority as well, and also makes me learn so much lessons, like, think about, like, just all these lessons that I've learned, I've shared with you, I would have never learned if it is, I didn't go through this launch, I would have never streamlined my services, which I'm so excited to share with you about. I've ne- I would have never done that if it wasn't for this launch. So who cares? Like, I didn't make my student sign-ups. I got my emotional goal and my feelings goals, which was like high energy, you know, relax and all that stuff. But like the lessons that you learn from launching a program or a course is like priceless. Like you really cannot pay for this. And if you are tired watching other people have like launches and successful launches and you are ready to launch your own program or your own course, then head over to thecontentmagnet.com forward slash launch to find out how we can work together on launching your program or your course. Oh, and don't forget to screenshot and tag me at the content magnet to let me know what was your biggest takeaway from this week's episode. Thank you a million for listening to the Content Magnet Podcast, a podcast for small business owners who want to use social media to build a brand, attract ideal customers, and make consistent online sales. See you on the next podcast episode. <music>